<laughs> so the MCU uh, higher ups apparently have a uh, you know have a backup plan now that they're most likely taking Jonathan Majors out of Kang. I haven't heard about a recasting. It's only like rumors so far. So it's just rumors. Uh, they apparently just have a backup plan. They so, replace him with Johnny Depp. <gasps> Yay! All right, welcome to the Discussion Discuss podcast. Today we'll be talking about Ant Man three versus Shazam two. I'm Kevin, and I'm Derek. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> did you like Shazam? Oh, I'm laughing because there. they are kind of the same movie to me. <laughs> yeah, this it's just I don't know. I was mad. I was not excited to watch either of them. <laughs> oh man, which one should we grill first? I don't even know. They're just like kind of they have kind of the same feel to them and I mentioned that a little bit earlier because it seems like both were missing a lot while trying to push a lot. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, they had too much on their it was like a buffet of like what the fuck? <laughs> 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 explain that to me what do you mean <laughs> we don't know what we want but like here's everything uh, that's a really good one yeah because like he's a little bit of everything yeah start well, starting with shazam i think it was a mistake to give the family powers from the get-go mm. like now one we didn't even grow to like billy batson yet that's true even by the end of the first movie you're like okay cool but like I ended up as an audience member falling in love with Freddie a lot more than Billy Batson. In the first one. Yeah. It, well, even on, in the second yeah, one. Right, but right. yeah, starting with the first one, it's like, dang, this dude has way more charisma and personality than Billy Batson. Not that um, there's anything wrong with Billy Batson. The problem is that the movie didn't like focus on his struggles more to help us relate to him more before becoming Shazam. Mm. So it's like, yeah, they're kids. And they're gonna get powers but like that's not how you i don't know we don't really fall in love with their kid like nature yeah i think that's true and i haven't because i think i read more you know comics than you do i haven't read too much on shazam but i do know a story that he does get you know he shares his power with his family and that's what like what makes it super interesting whatever mm -hmm because of the whole premise that he's an orphan gets adopted into a family of other orphans but i will agree that shazam the first movie should have been just him yeah and introducing the family was a little too early way uh, too early especially if they used it for the third arc of the or the final arc in that film it's like he doesn't get to have his own hero's journey yet and then it's it's like an auto win by giving your powers to your family and i don't know mm-hmm it's just too much yeah and then you know i think mark strong was probably the best aspect in the first one just because his he, his overall presence is so good mm -hmm. he, he just captures the the screen so easily and he, he's either super menacing or he he has he has this flip or the switch that he's able to you know flip on like when he was in kingsman he's a good actor but keeps getting shafted by being in these bad movies and I don't know if it's, like, him just, like, willing to do these roles versus, like, something else. No, he's, else, he's probably know? willing to do it. That's why he's in it. Because right. he's not... That, here's another thing. He's not 
putting in minimal effort. Oh, yes. Know what I'm saying? Like, oh, absolutely. He's an, he's an actor for sure because he shows up and he's like, I'm going to have fun with this role or like, I'm going to do this thing with it. it he's not um, respecting the role any less. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's shitty that like he's such a good actor, but it's these bad movies that are like not <laughs> pushing him more upward. Yeah, I'm, I hope he gets his time. You well, know. you know, they're going to reboot the DC. So yeah, like so bring him back as Sinestro. Or uh, yeah, he did make a really good Sinestro. Yeah. <laughs> He'd also be a really good uh, Black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> It'd take Dwayne the Rock out because yeah. uh, he didn't even want to be in Shazam too. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. How are you not? How are you going to be Black Adam and not want to fight Shazam? That yeah, that didn't even make it's sense. Too much bureaucracy. Should we talk about Black Adam as well? <laughs> and might as well because that, it should have been. Yeah, it should have been in it. You know, as far as Shazam two goes, like if you want to continue Shazam. Black Adam is the way to do it. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, the, the tease at the end of uh, Mr. Mind was actually really interesting. Oh. I do like Mr. Mind. Um, he, did, he isn't in it too much, and I don't know a lot about him. But he's such a fascinating villain because it's a really smart caterpillar. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that is so funny. But also, because it's so fantastical, it would... It, it just kind of makes sense with Shazam. You know, like... Yeah. Anyway, Shazam two. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Shazam two. I did like the moment at the end where he finally makes that like sacrifice. Yes. That's what we needed more of. Not like how do I say more? We gotta build up to that hero's journey. So like he's struggling with this like identity and um what what is it like to be a hero, but at the same time in that film they were like he's worried about losing his family but then he also like gave his family power so it's like and he was trying to control everything i don't know it, there's too many characters and we don't spend enough time with any of them to be like i don't know to full, fall in love with the family yeah that's so true like pedro right like mm -hmm. the fact that they hinted that he was gay yeah i think in the first one and then the second one the way they delivered it i really liked as well but the thing is like we, we don't, don't care, care. we yeah. don't care about pedro enough yeah like it's cool you know like it's same thing with any of the characters really um megan good's character the yeah. little girl like yeah. sure she's like really quirky i guess or innocent, innocent and like very uh, i don't know just perky yeah <laughs> it's just you know i found it more annoying uh annoying rather than charming and it was just like like her dialogue is almost like just in there so we can add a different dynamic or something yeah. it, it's not moving the story forward that much i don't know there's <laughs> so many characters and you're like you don't know who to latch on to like even the parents like they don't get enough screen time to be like wow they're really good parents mm -hmm. or like oh man well actually the image that they're trying to portray is that they're really good parents, but we don't spend enough time with them to be like, damn, I wish my parents were like that. Yeah. Because if you did that, then it's like, damn, we know for sure they're a good parent because we would automatically compare them to what we want from our parents that we're missing or something like that. Right. Uh, we also read, you, you and I know about this, where there was an article or something, someone was saying that 
Billy Batson. Um, I forget his name. I think it's something. Asher, Asher Angel or something. Someone like that. So him and Zachary Levi. Yeah. Like weren't on the same page about how to act, I guess, as the same person. Yeah. And I kind of agree with that, though. In the second one, they did a better job, in my opinion, of kind of syncing up. I'm bringing this up because I think everyone else also kind of had like that same vibe where it was like, you know, their parallel versions are actually supposed to be their strongest, they're like their peak form. Like well, that's, physically and powerfully, right. and, but but their mind is still in that. There, yeah, their mind is still a kid. Yeah, and so like that's why it's so difficult to have like two actors try to get on the same page the, when they're completely different. The crazy thing is that like in the first one when they showed us that uh, they all got the powers and then they like aged up. I had no problems with any of those actors can mm -hmm. showing the older version of those kids because mm -hmm. it was like dang they captured it well super well it's just zachary levi <laughs> and asher angel that's like different like they're completely different personalities because asher angel is so serious and like worried about his family because he never had one and then he transforms into like this powerful version and he's no longer worried he's just like more kid-like i think maybe it's zachary levi trying too hard to be young mm. versus just trying to worry about the same thing asher angel would worry about as a teenager mm -hmm. yeah and it's not like the biggest problem in the movie really. yeah it's not yeah. like big big but it's noticeable yes. that it's like if we're trying to create a character for people to like and enjoy and like relate to then it's it's a little off yes i would agree with that like it was 50-50 where sometimes Zachary Levi's portrayal would be like, oh, okay, I do kind of see Billy Batson. And it'd be in the more serious moments because mm -hmm. that's what Asher or Billy Batson would be worried about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. And I think that's why the ending was better because Zachary Levi got serious. Yeah, that's and when... And really uh, took on the tone. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I would say Jack Dylan Grazer with... Adam Brody was also interesting because like Jack brings so much energy to the character, right? Like you mm -hmm. mentioned, he's probably our favorite character in the movie because he just, he's so charismatic. Yeah. He's just <laughs> charismatic, man. Yeah. And then when he goes and, you know, turns into his higher self, um, Adam Brody had the potential because we've seen him in roles where he's like super energetic and stuff. I think he had to continue that to be like a, uh, he he should have been Ezra Miller as the Flash, you know, oh. like that kind of energy. Okay, where it was like, oh yeah, yeah, Batman, like him and I are cool friends. Oh, okay, never mind. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that kind of energy. Yeah, the other part with the um, movie is the script writing too. It was like trying too hard to kind of be like teenager esque or kid like. I don't know. You can still have a. Maybe they're just worried that it's a serious tone. <laughs> Probably. I don't think people should worry about tone at all. Just write. Write a good story. Write it the dialogue. And then, like, the tone will become itself when, like, the actors show up. Like, J Jack Dylan Grazer, I bet you he didn't read it in, like, a serious tone. I bet you he just, like, read it and he's like, all right, I get it. And then he, like, did his thing. Know what I mean? It's yeah. not like, hey, make it lighter. Make it comedic because we're trying to be MCU or whatever. 
So speaking of MCU, to touch on Ant-Man 3, mm-hmm. I think that's what, like, it missed a lot for me. Just because, you know, it was a little bit older and stuff, and I don't think we had the same chemistry with Paul Rudd, you know, um, his character with uh, Casey, right? So, uh, Catherine... Sorry, Cassie. <laughs> Catherine Newton took over that role. Yeah, why the recasting? <laughs> right? It wasn't is because this time skip made the other actor too young to play the part? No, dude. Like the in the end game when when she showed up, she's exactly the same. <laughs> like I don't understand the recasting at all. <laughs> it was something like that. It had to do something like with the age they felt like she just I don't know. Anyway, it was bad because <laughs> because there's no chemistry between them two. Yeah, and it's and supposed to be like father daughter, of course, and lack of chemistry and like the delivery of like the jokes and stuff felt so forced for everyone, like all all across mm-hmm. the board. And it was just like they're trying so too hard to be funny, and it's like you can have this tone shift. It's okay. Um, it happens in anime all the time, like. It's not serious. And then when shit hits the fan, everyone is serious because we are there on that journey. Mm-hmm. Like Hunter x Hunter. I didn't take it seriously when I first saw it because it's just a little kid, right? But then when the tone shifts to darker tones, it doesn't feel different. You're just like, wow. In, in fact, it hits even harder because you're like, damn, it's time for this like young 12-year-old to take it seriously, mm-hmm. to go to deal with like these darker themes yeah and i would say like they they brought in like you mentioned a lot of new characters as well that was really hard to like right off the bat because we're seeing again mcu tropes where it's like hey there's like this really off character that's super funny super likable uh it's probably the best character (laughs) in in, man and i think you know who i'm talking about hopefully it's zeb (laughs) the little gooey thing (laughs) and he's played by david mashmashlin Dash Mashlin. <laughs> unfamiliar. He's, no, you, oh, you, you're familiar, dude. Polka Dot Man. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, Polka yeah. Dot Man. Like, okay. he's... he He's a beast. He just takes over He's a good screen. actor. Yeah. Like, he deserves more, like, when he was in Dark Knight, right? And then he had his scene. I was like, dude, this guy's crazy good, man. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching an interview with him in it, and he, like... I think he fully accepts that he'll never be like the lead actor or whatever, mm. but he like full sends these side characters. Same. He's the Mark Strong in, yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> in this movie. But, oh man, <laughs> he just needs more time on the screen. Yeah. Like him as Zeb was just so good. And that's how, like, that's a really good character, right? Like really off or whatever, just out there. And then like everyone else was like, fine. Like mm. um, William Jackson Harper as Qu- Quaze, Quaz the the mind reader is just like oh he's a good actor in the good place oh but yeah here was here like, was weird i felt like it, it almost felt like he was trying too hard or something like that yes see like yeah. i told my wife the same thing it's like he's trying really hard even though he's he is a good actor and then again so on and so forth the other person i think that did really well in this was michelle pfeiffer michelle pfeiffer pfeiffer she <laughs> did a really good job too it, but that's michelle pfeiffer <laughs> the only problem is like her character got snubbed in the end yeah right like she gets captured and then like that's it like she doesn't have a role anymore so like that that's like the funniest thing to me where like after she got captured and taken like the ending just got i don't know it It didn't feel right yeah it felt like they were just 
this needs to happen, so we need to get there somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so let's just cut to it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There's no continuity feeling. Yeah. Like each scene kind of flowing right into the next. And Cassie being able to kind of know all the powers of Ant-Man already. Mm-hmm. Um, fine, I guess. I guess it would kind of make it sense. It just skips everything, yeah. which is okay. Because she's been studying to be the Ant-Man with um, Michael Douglas's character. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's We don't spend enough time with each of these characters to to be with them on the journey. She also doesn't have anything unique about her power-wise. She does the same thing. Oh, yeah, she, she just does. gets bigger and smaller. Right? Yeah. That's why um, the Wasp is more interesting because she can fly, she's got stingers, you know, and she has the same powers, essentially. That's that's kind of what I was hoping is like maybe they add a little bit something different for her, but it's fine. <laughs> well, like the wasp is unique in that she's a trained person right. taking on the role of the suit. So then it's like, all right, cool. So she's like a more efficient version of what Ant-Man is supposed to be. Whereas Paul Rudd is like, um, he thinks outside of the box. Therefore, it, that makes him unique. Cassie, we don't have a uniqueness to her outside of like, okay, so they're hinting that she's really smart because she was able to make contact with the quantum realm. So if that's her unique feature, which is like intellect, then she's got to come, they have to put her in scenarios where that intellect shines. So she doesn't fight or she fights differently. She fights with her mind and she knows all the same techniques as uh, Paul Rudd's character, the Ant-Man. But she does it more efficiently because she like she's able to be smart, uh, smart enough to tackle the problem. Yeah, and here's the thing too. Like I love Paul Rudd and everything. Mm-hmm. I will say in this, he looked tired of playing Ant Man. Yeah, right. Like the only his best scene to me was in the end when he was fighting King, Jonathan Majors, baby. Jonathan Majors. <laughs> oh. Uh, but <laughs> their fight at the end was brutal. Mm-hmm. It was it was like watching Jonathan Majors versus um, Michael B. Jordan in Creed Three, yeah. but but better in my yeah. opinion because you see how the brutality messed up. You know, uh, Scott gets like he gets messed up, and he's trying. He's like he knows he's not like a true fighter, but mm-hmm. he's like I I gotta prevent this dude from going into our world or whatever. And goes and goes and does his best. And then, of course, gets help or else he would have died. And that was, like, the whole thing. I was like, dude, are they going to kill off Ant-Man? Is that the whole thing where, again, you know. I wish they I wish they did. They did. They should have. Like, that yeah. was, like, if they had done that, dude, Boom. everyone yeah. would have changed. Like, you would have drawn in so much more people to be like, guys, they killed off Paul Rudd. <laughs> in- instead of a five-star rating, it yes. would be a six or even <laughs> a seven. There's, so, there's just, like... I don't know. There was like, they're hesitating. Yes. They're yes. hesitating Move hard. Forward. They don't want to full commit to anything. Cause they're like, <laughs> I don't know, dude, turn this into an anime. You got to kill off some of your main characters in brutal fashion. Especially if you works. introduce so many new characters, it's yes. like, there's no way everyone's going to remember everyone. Like mm-hmm. the, the side characters that Cassie has to go rescue. It's like, yeah. Is, yeah. It's like, Gentora, sorry. Gentora. It's like, is there any elaboration or relevance to this character? Like, yeah. do we need her later on? Is she going to make an impact later mm-hmm. on? But no, and like they rescue her, but she doesn't show up later to like rescue Paul Rudd or rescue Cassie or Wasp or anybody. She's just there. 
Yeah, it's it's funny because I really enjoyed her character, you know. So uh, Katie M. O'Brien did a really good Gentora because she she's freaking badass. Yeah, bro. she's good. It's just like yeah, there's no nothing else with her character. Yeah, we don't care. And then it's kind of they have no idea what to do with these characters. <laughs> yeah. So like, let's start with Paul Rudd's character, like Ammon. He's starting it off with like this lighter tone the world's peaceful now and then we don't get till i don't know maybe five ten minutes later where cassie kind of like calls him out and like are you even a hero anymore right. so like if that's the impact there then now we should dive into scott lang's character of like self-doubt of being a hero like what does it mean to be a hero anymore that's true that way when the ending hits he's like he's he's trying to meet that calling because of how insecure or doubt. So now he has to face that. Exactly. So if they injected self-doubt into Scott Lang in this, in this movie and mm -hmm. then killed him off in the end, 10 times better. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden it's like, you just changed the script. You added something to the formula. That's like, you know, you but just he created... dies a hero in Cassie's eyes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then like, imagine the next movie, whatever it's going to be, right? Like I, I forget what's next in line I, yeah. to be like, guys kang the conqueror is serious serious he just killed off scott mm -hmm. scott's not coming back right dude that's, that's the an, thing another thing that you just reminded me of is like kang comes in and he's like you think you can stop me do you know how many avengers that i've killed and it's like this is this dialogue is weak yes. because we don't need to know how many it, in you some form showed it. Yeah, yeah in some form or way we already know that kang's powerful and that he did kill other Avengers and stuff because I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because we're nerds and we know a little bit more. Oh yeah, baby nerds. But to, <laughs> to the mainstream audience, I guess I don't. I don't think they even need to know that dialogue that he killed Avengers in a different multiverse. I think universe. that's fine. I think it's fine because you know they're trying to tap into the multiverse and you know mentioning it is fine. However, you have to back it yeah, up. Yeah, you have to back it you up. You have to back it up. So, so they like, killed off Scott. Mm -hmm. Especially since Scott isn't even like the strongest Avenger. Yeah, but he also would make the most impact because exactly. he's human. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, they just needed to kill him. Or kill And him. if they don't kill Scott Lang, they have to kill Cassie. Ooh. And dude. the Wasp. And then Ant-Man turns evil. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I mean, like, evil in the sense where he wants to kill Kang, right? He oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah, he fights more vengefully. Oh, actually, you know what? Also, to touch on this, because you brought it up, Hope and Scott do not feel like they were a couple the whole time, right? That was... Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and like, in the beginning, that was it. They had, like, a little moment. And then they have zero scenes together for the most part afterwards. Yeah. And then in the end, they get together again. It's like, are they even... A couple, yeah, like that, right? I was confused the whole time. Like, did they break yeah. up for a second and then got back together? Is that like, they were super distant. It yes. was almost so like, oh, geez, yeah, yeah. It was is just hard this, to watch this movie, man. So you know, again, tying it with Sh Shazam, it was kind of the same thing where we don't yeah. have like this relationship building between any of these characters. Like that's why I think in Shazam, the sisters characters felt fell for me too because you can tell oh, they're sisters, yeah, but they had no relationship together so like when um lucy Liu's character calypso kills off uh helen marion's character. character i was like okay whatever <laughs> like, we need more time with them but then like the yeah. problems that we have 20 characters to deal with that's why you like 
I think Shazam 2 should have been um, Billy Batson's battle with what it means to be a hero because that was kind of like the theme sort of touching on it because he's like, we have to do this together. We're a family. But then it's like, you don't need to be a family to like be a hero or, you know, you can do it by yourself mm-hmm. or maybe it won't be a hero. You wanted to make it or you want to make it about family. Then it's like, he has to learn what it's like to be alone. Mm-hmm. So like you pick a theme and like roll with it, man. Yeah, that's true. I like how you pointed that out. Because then there's just misdirection and all it's like shooting too many lasers, you know, <laughs> or you, what was the, <laughs> what was the phrasing I used earlier? It's like a, a buffet of yeah. what the fuck. <laughs> just too many what the fucks in this buffet. Yeah. And then it's play. like the bad ones. Yeah. Bad ones. We just need a common theme to think about because now if it is about family, actually, it it should be about family because you have the three sisters coming up. So oh, now now it's family versus family. Yeah, now it's like, all right, what are these three sisters dealing with that they need to like overcome in order to? Well, they wouldn't really overcome it because the story is not really about them because they're villains. But it has to still be a potent enough family thing that people can relate to and feel sorry for. That way, when Lucy Liu's character betrays the other sister, it's like, yo, dude, yeah. I can't believe she would do that. You know. Yeah, I think the whole time, both of these movies fail to make an impact. That's the main thing. It just fails to make an impact towards the end. And like, you know, let's talk about, again, them them introducing too many characters. We got Bill Murray, too, as Uh, Lord Clayton. Farquaad? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's also like, it's it's not a cameo anyone needed. And it's another formula. It's another piece of the the MCU formula. They should have just uh, have a cameo. They should have just casted Ryan Reynolds. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's cameoing everywhere. Yeah, we're with the amount of cameos we've seen in like so many films already. So I, I did make a proposition on who I think they should have brought in instead of Bill Murray, though, uh, is Danny DeVito. I know he's so focused on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, as well as enjoying his life and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, if it's a short cameo and it doesn't waste so much of his time, yeah. I'm curious if he would say yes. Like. Imagine the impact he could have had over Bill Murray because Danny DeVito is, you know, like he's a short dude. He owns it. You know, he's, he also has a very powerful presence. Whereas but he's also really likable. Yeah. And like Bill Murray in this was like dud. He, he, he kind of was like super dull for me. Yeah. Um, like he didn't care. You could tell he didn't care about this cameo. Yeah. So Danny DeVito, have him in here. Also be like hinted at that him and Michelle Pfeiffer's character, Janet, had a thing. Right? Like, she got super lonely. It's like, this guy? <laughs> this guy? Imagine how funny that would be in Danny DeVito is just, like, being himself as, you know, like, uh, his character in Hercules. But he'd be, like, super charming, too, maybe. Yeah, his character in yeah. Hercules, though. Actually, make him a little bit scummy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Either he could bring out the penguin. He could bring out the penguin, dude. Like, <laughs> he's, he would have been so much better. Yeah, it's... Danny DeVito as any cameo <laughs> in this movie. Yeah man and then on the opposite spectrum shazam here's a hot take i know a lot of people shit on this but modok making an appearance i actually really liked oh yeah yeah (laughs) modok so Corey stole who was uh the old yeah he's the b yes yeah yeah. uh in the the first one he he's he's also a really good actor because i i watch um i finish the the strain Mm-hmm. And he's like the lead actor in that one. He's just he just has this like overwhelming charisma, mm-hmm. and so him as Modok, I was like, dude, 
he it works. He looks stupid, but Modok is is supposed it, to look stupid. Yeah. Modog needed more time too. Yes. Like I'm I'm mad that Modog is dead. <laughs> yeah. Dude, me too. Like why why would you waste such a cool like villain? Yeah, and the thing is like Modok, the way they made him it could have had two or three mo more movies in him. This movie's making me mad. Because <laughs> <laughs> Modok could have just got away and then they all, you know, go to this other world and bring Modok with them and he's a good guy. Like yeah. that's how you switch that up to be like, you know. So it, he's just also super weird. Like that's yeah. what you need. Especially if they wanted to inject comedy. Yeah. Like, you have a weird guy. <laughs> yeah, like, you can do anything with this dude. Yeah. And then you can talk shit about him. <laughs> he also is one person that fought the Hulk. The Hulk. Yeah, it was almost on match with the Hulk for a little bit. Uh, in, in one comic. And I can't remember which one. He also ties really well uh, into Deadpool. Like, imagine MODOK with Deadpool. And it's this MODOK. You know, Corey Stoll's MODOK. Imagine right. just Modok living, because <laughs> <laughs> like, Mo like Modok in even in like the old cartoons, Modok is there for like everything. Yeah, he's he's oh he's also a really good villain to Spider Man. Like exactly, he, he could have been the 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 un, like the unexpected tie to all these characters. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh. And so just to go on this to Modok a little bit more, I hated. The interaction between him and uh cassie because you know she's like dude have you ever tried just not being a dick yeah it's like dude that's that, what turned him that was the shittiest dialogue turning point for a villain ever dude i was i don't yeah. even know what to say about it i get i think it would have been fine had she delivered it a little bit differently or something I don't know what it was like it, there wasn't enough like maybe if she made it personal if she oh. if she turned it into like if you tried not being a dick and and took it to a point of like maybe it was like bullying or like oh, maybe she took it to the point of like um something like personal from her past where it's like yeah. i've i always grew up with being a dick my father was never around for me or something like that and she if she turned it like that and it's like a super emotional moment then i can see him turning because then now it's like modok thinking about like family and stuff like that you you just actually sparked a really good idea so like okay. imagine if the interaction now with uh cassie is actually more so her saying you know you almost killed me when i was six years old mm -hmm. six years old and then make him think about that be like dude i actually almost killed a, a little yeah. girl right mm -hmm. and then from there be like why are you such a dick and then from there she can run off and then he's like fuck i almost killed a little girl like that is so much more powerful and then then just saying yeah have you tried not being a dick and the funny thing is like i love the way he died save that moment for when they all fight kang mm -hmm. right like it's an army of kangs versus all the marvel heroes and then have modok die in that fashion yeah. he like, yeah. he's like ah <laughs> <laughs> and then the way he died was super fucking funny because it's just like it's this stupid ass face and he's just yeah. like <sighs> <laughs> it's he's he was a wasted character that they should have continued forward kang, just for a little bit kang almost feels like a wasted character in oh well <laughs> <laughs> so the mcu uh higher-ups apparently have not uh, you know have a backup plan now that they're most likely taking jonathan majors out of kang we'll see where that goes maybe like i haven't heard about a recasting it's only like rumors so far so it's just rumors that they apparently just have a backup plan they so, replace him with johnny depp <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> 
double gasp. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and it's Johnny Depp, but he's a, uh, uh, what's his face in Fantastic Beasts? Grindle. Yeah, he's Grindelwald. Grindelwald. That same look and everything. He's just like king. <laughs> dude, could work. Damn, dude. Yes, I don't think Johnny Depp would do an MCU. No, yeah, I don't think he would. But, <laughs> but you that know. would be a nice curveball. I think yeah. everyone would watch it simply because of that curveball, and then they don't yes. even ha they save so much money on marketing alone. Yeah. They don't need to market. Yeah, exactly. This is Johnny Depp. <laughs> boom, Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp's in it. Yep. Yeah, dude. This is the turnaround that Disney needs. <laughs> this is like, guys, send this to Disney. Give them our ideas. <laughs> and, and like, let's have them just like, let's reboot the MCU. Let's just yeah, do yeah, it. Just, yeah. You may as well. All, new, all the same characters though. Yeah, it's the same. Just kidding. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Paul Rudd's done soon. Uh, that's why they should have killed Ant-Man. Yes. If not Ant-Man, Cassie. Man, that would have been intense. Cassie would have been intense if they went intense. that route. Okay, so the moment where you know Cassie tells Modok off, says, "You almost killed me as a six-year-old." Modok has a shift in character. Uh, they kill off Cassie, and that's when he's like, it, he tries to save Cassie, but in the end, it's just like him he being failed. sad. Yeah, right. And he wants to turn around and be a hero, dude. And then he gets off. <laughs> yep, he gets off later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that would have been a better story Oof. arc. For for sure. That's how you change up the MCU that they need. That's I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Dude, any any of that would have been better, to be honest. Like, any of that. <laughs> well, the weird thing, too, is that Michael Douglas's character becomes OP at the end when he brings the army of ants. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And uh, the ants are, like, a high-level being now. Yeah. But here's all the, the whole funny thing, too, is, like, you really have to think about it. They're all, like microscopic atom level characters right now because they're in the quantum level mm -hmm. and uh so like these ants like you know they have to cross over into the portal before they can do anything else you know what i mean mm -hmm. right now they just build a civilization probably on the uh, on a speck of dust like to me that's hilarious that's also why the the joke i don't know if anyone else truly thought about it like i did where uh scott became super huge right and it's like damn he's huge but then if you really think about it, like he's, he's tiny. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's probably like the smallest he's ever been <laughs> yeah. still. Yeah. Yeah. As giant Ant-Man, giant Ant-Man, microscopic giant Ant-Man. That's a, uh, what's the word? It's like jumbo shrimp. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oxymoron. Yeah. Oxymoron. That's what they needed. They needed more puns or oxymorons. <laughs> yeah. That would, that would have been like the right delivery of those jokes. You can still be serious, but the oxymoron would be funny. Like, uh, Bring a callback to the very first joke, or sorry, to the to the joke in the very first movie, where they're like having this epic battle on the the, the toy train, but it's just the toy train. Yeah. So, so then when the camera zoomed out, and it's like <laughs> that should have been a callback to that. Should have. Um, I think yeah, it's the man. same director too, so it's kind of strange. I bet it's just them trying to push Kang. Yeah. I mean, true. Yeah. That's the other thing too is that. Uh, directors don't really get full creative liberty over their direction. In MCU. Yeah. 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 It probably would have been a better movie if, if, if we it, wrote it, <laughs> if, <laughs> if we produced it. That too, but mainly um, without other people like tinkering with it. Yeah. Like, I, I bet you it would have captured the same tone as like the first two, and it would dive into the deeper tone or darker tones without feeling weird or awkward yeah yeah that's true i guess that's it for this episode 
I've been Derek. I've been Kevin. Uh, like, subscribe, share, uh, tell everyone about all the things. <laughs> all the things. Tell your friends. <laughs> tell your friends. And I guess that's it for this episode. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.